out of the three water signs, you have the heart, the soul, and the mind, all representations of water and the ocean. Starting with cancer, representing all bodies of water, all layers, the cradle of all life, the heart, the home, the mother, safety to me, what I also call the primordial waters. The waters of Genesis, to me, it once had movement of its own before we learned about ocean currents, tides, the moon, and so on. Next, we have Pisces, the soul, containing a bibliotheca of wisdom, except Pisces would not only be the ocean, but the sun meeting the epipelagic layer, glittering along the wavy sky's reflection. Pisces would be salvation, and Scorpio, finally, the mind, the abyssopelagic layer, the darkest, coldest of them all, and that source of immeasurable power that is often left untapped. In this layer, before we reach the valleys of the deepest hadopelagic layer, contains the whispers of alchemists, that is, until we're fumbling around blind in the catacombs beyond the river sticks. The peaks and valleys of the deepest of places a Scorpio will take you and change you and sharpen you. You don't know transformation until you've met the child of Pluto with the sharpshooting mind of Mars. Scorpio is often linked to sexuality and mystery, rarely linked to sensitivity and generosity rarely seen multidimensional. Its animal representation is indeed the scorpion, perceived threatening, defensive, private and protective, venomous, but like all things poisonous, can also be medicinal. Scorpion, storing its magic in its talcum, knows the power within it, so when striking, it knows when to eject that neurotoxin or when to simply punch a hole in a wall to create a path for itself. So, call it calculated, perhaps. But the true face of transformation is horrifying, and the authority to wield it comes with great responsibility. So, Scorpio wears the skin of a human and charms itself with allure to live on Earth. Because without it, would the world go dark again, and would we have a new creation story? But first, that would mean our destruction. Welcome to the end of the Zodiac series, and welcome to Scorpio. What's up? Welcome back to The Pain of Fool podcast. I am The Pain of Fool, and this space is for you. Welcome back to the bonfire, guys. Welcome back to the grounds of fertility here, where we are always teachable and we apply the things that we learn in our lives and share those valuable life lessons. We share those gifts. We also have elders, so we're not wandering lone wolves in these streets without any guidance. We apply that wisdom and that guidance of the elders for a smooth and prosperous life, but that is the only life the elders want for us. If you don't know who I am, I'm an artist, business owner of J. Green Multimedia, functioning primarily as an art instructor, children and families, also a children's book illustrator, 
as well as the creator and producer of the children's show titled The Painted Fool's Paint House, of which I teach children how to paint, problem solve, meet their inner genius, remember their inner genius, uh, and save the day. It's, it's a great show. Uh, ages about two to seven, two to six. I'm still struggling with the age range, you know. <laughs> but you can find the show in uh, a couple different streaming platforms. You can find it on YouTube. And if you are into streaming in other locations and other devices, the show is available on the Goddess Talk Network or GT Network. You can find that on the Roku Player, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, where we're also located in Comcast, Big South, the, the Southern region. So you can find us there as well. Add the Goddess Talk Network channel to your device and enjoy. This space, of course, is for you. I call this space the bonfire for a gathering of misfits and everyone else who knows what it's like to feel in some way, shape, or form, I would say, a bit ostracized. It's also important to know that this space is not about debauchery. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a self-improvement space, but I will say that at the same time, because this is a space focused on problem, solution, uh, application, and results in many things, but also to, to, you know, take a step back from all the serious stuff. I talk about a lot of different things here. We have interviews, we talk about video games, I talk about a lot of stuff. So this is this is a, a space or an extension of who I am, an extension of my authenticity and vulnerability uh, for you and a mirror for you to be the same for yourself and others that you meet in your life. You know, you can find my website, thepaintedfool.com to learn a bit more about me and what I do also about my work, jgreenartofficial.com. All right. Welcome to Scorpio season. <laughs> if you aren't feeling a bit more reclusive, or if you aren't feeling a bit more private, you may begin feeling like that shortly. You may also be wanting to uh, stalk someone. You might be wanting to create an account on social media and just watch and observe. Maybe you are entering a state of transformation, or you're beginning to understand why certain things happen to you. Perhaps you're processing grief. Uh, and you're just, you're wondering why, or you're beginning to see the lessons from a bit more of a detached sense. You're aware of the processing, your own dark night of the soul. Perhaps you can feel the pressure of your bones cracking and the part that used to be you beginning to get twisted and crunched away. And the smells of those spices leaving you would be akin to the old self, that sweet smell leaving and joining the, the atmosphere, rising above and, and away for the new you to form. Perhaps that's also you. Scorpio season is an interesting season and depending upon your placements it will affect you differently and depending upon planets and planetary arrangement and all sorts of astrological events will you feel differently but for the most part many of you will want to get a little closer to to the spirit world even or get a bit closer to to darkness which of course has there's nothing to fear 
maybe even you're able to easily see the darkness of a person. Maybe it's a bit more easier for you to just receive those hunches and those thoughts and those intuitive messages that you would otherwise reject or gloss over. Maybe you can read a person so easily right now. Maybe you are feeling jealous for a reason you don't know why. You just you aren't you aren't able to articulate the source of the jealousy, but you know that you're feeling jealousy in some way, shape, or form. A lot of different things. Welcome to Scorpio season. Welcome to the end of the Zodiac series, as I will not be uh, doing another Zodiac sign and talking about it. You know, we may we may go back to astronomy things, but um, I want to leave this for now. I'm looking forward to the lessons furthering in this period. Um, for many of those who don't know, um, I've been in the process of grieving a loss or the transition of, of a great person that I've had the, the pleasure and the fortune of knowing for the good nine years of my life, Asan Drame, uh, was, uh, someone that I did not realize the memories that surfaced upon his transitioning reminded me of the importance that I had in his life and the importance that he has in mine and many of us who have the pleasure of knowing him and experiencing the love that he has. I won't get into it, you know, for too long because I've already spoken about it. I've, you know, I've had my, I have my time. Although, yes, Grieving, the, the heaviness of it has lifted. There are days when I find myself a bit lower and my mood begins to dip a bit and then it comes back up and it takes a little dip <laughs> and then it goes back up and it dips again. And, you know, I'm, I'm in that phase of the grief where at first it was that type of chest gripping grief that I, no one knew. You know, I, I don't wear my stress. I don't wear my grief. I don't wear my pain. That's one of the things I never said. If anything, I'd wear clothes that fit me. <laughs> That's one of the things I vowed to myself. I, I would only show uh, myself and represent myself the best. Now, although I did post a video of me speaking of him and all of that, um, it's not common for me to do so. I just don't think it's becoming. And there are other ways to communicate a message and share your emotions than uh, crying and things on camera. But in this particular case, I, had, I was pushed to speak. So, um, you know, that's where I've been. He, he passed September 27th, and uh, a lot of us weren't notified until two days later. And uh, even his own family, because he, he, for a moment, went up missing, and then we learned that he had passed through, um, through how he passed. So. I've, I've said all that I said about Asan. I've shared our, our life together, me knowing him. But he was a great, great person in the heart. And many people who know him knows that. Even people that knew him for a short period of time knows that. And they knew that. So 
Uh, he worked for the Clippers for a short period of time. Uh, he moved to California and he was working with them doing a, in, in media. And he was doing a lot of the filming of the games and all of that good stuff. And he was excellent at it. He was an excellent, excellent, excellent artist. So, um, you know, I just wanted to just take a second and, of course, share my love through the airwaves again uh, to the the six foot <laughs> cancer of you know he was just a, a just a, a big a big heart <laughs> with the most interesting laugh and goofiest personality at times but also very serious and yes altruistic as well so um you know it brings me to scorpio season although this happened in during libra season i began to experience such a deep deep unshakable grip of i was being pulled down into a different place of reality one of the things i was struggling with was the fact that and this is going to sound so arrogant but i'm going to tell you the truth i struggled the most with the divine i struggled the most with the fact that Because his heart was so pure and because he was so, so kind and it was, it, he was the brightest, he had such a bright and kind, just bright, that my love for him and my love to him could not divinely protect him and protect his life. Doesn't that sound so self-centered? But I know you know what I mean. Some of you know what I'm trying to communicate and, and articulate, that sometimes you, you think that because I spent a lot of time in spirit, I spent a lot of time there sometimes. I, I'm always affirming protection for those close to me and just by default, I'm always there. Even if I'm not by my shrines or if I'm not, there's always some affirming taking place of a person's safety or just that overall imagining of a loving hedge of protection around a person because of the way that they are, the way that they show up in the world, you can see beyond the flesh, beyond the bone, you see, you see the light, the brightness of a person. And that, why wouldn't it be protected by the Most High? Why wouldn't it be protected by just the most benefic forces? Why, why wouldn't it, you know? And then to know that even your own affirmations and your own sendings of, of protection and, and joy and love was not enough. That ultimately, life will do what it, what it needs to do. And there is nothing that you can do around it. So I knew... I never entered that space where I could blame myself or any of that, but it was still just the sense of there was something I wish I could have been able to do. Is there something, you know? So uh, because of our connection and because of the fact that I, the way that I got to know him through a, a, a high school mentorship program and how I mentored him for a period of time for a senior project, 
And then I didn't realize, you know, we would still maintain a relationship. I taught him how to drive. He began to share with me the different milestones of his life randomly, would call me randomly, would show up to my house, would show me, ask me questions about cameras and equipment and just random things. And I, and I began to realize like, oh, I didn't realize you, you viewed me and saw me in this way. And then it was time for him to, to move to California. And then he sought counsel for that. And, and again, this, it was for him to do. And I felt at this point in time, because he included me in that, now it would be, I understood that I'm in his life now. I got that now. I got it. So in this, in this selfish way, I felt like he was in my matrix. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I mean? Like he was in this, this space of may my loved ones be protected in that space. The words that I affirm, you know, every week, I just knew that. And then to know that someone of his age at 26 and heart so big had to leave. Everyone felt that because again, that was a, he was a huge, for people who knew him, even, even on social media, they could tell. He was, he was silly, he was really silly too, but it was the heart, you know. So that feeling of, of loss is deeply transformative, deeply. It will change you. It will remind you of just how death is no respecter of a person. Death doesn't see your brightness all the time. <laughs> it doesn't see and, and give honor to what you think. We can't comprehend it. Death, when it comes, it comes. And if you're ready for it, even if you don't think you're ready for it, it's, it's there and there you go. So for many of us, for his family, all of us, like it was a huge, and I don't even know what it's like to, to be his brother or to be his father or his mother, to, to bury your son at such a young age. I don't know. But I have cried myself to almost the point of vomiting. Uh, I never felt that type of grief in my life. So I've, I've been to funerals. I've lost family members. I've lost, I've lost other people in my life. This one hit me so differently. And yes, I keep using loss. I understand. I know that death in and of itself, yes, you feel loss. Ultimately, it is not. We know that. And for those of you that do not know that, uh, it is only fair to be, to be real with it. You feel a loss. This person is no longer, or people are no longer in your reality, you know? Um, in the Zodiac Wheel, uh, death is represented in the eighth house. Now, some throw in the twelfth house as it's tied to endings, but the eighth house is literal death and how it affects those around it. It has psychology in there, shared resources, including debts. Uh, trust, secrets, power dynamics, pain, taxes, taboos, and sexuality are also there. And Scorpio rules that house. But primarily, that house is synonymous, or it is the biggest 
heading of deep transformation. Transformation is the eighth house. And it makes sense that Scorpio rules it. And the kicker of the eighth house is no matter how much you try to conceptualize it, death is an experience. And you won't truly understand death's effects until you've experienced death meeting someone extremely close to you or closer to you or meeting you in a manner that you never expected, unexpected death. Unexpected death tears a huge page out of your reality and everyone else's, everyone else that person is connected to. And it can feel so violent, you know, whereas if it's anticipated, it's just as jarring, you know, when you know someone is leaving, even if they're younger, if you know someone is struggling and they're on their way out and you, you know it can still be just as jarring. Like how at you being so young struggle with this illness or and you're leaving so soon, you know, and then we have the unexpected ones that are just they come out. It seems like out of the blue. But with anticipated, you just you begin making peace with the new reality that you're about to experience. You know. I've learned that I've had to, in the process of grief, uh, remove the certain, I don't want to say triggers, but just for brevity's sake, certain triggers uh, that, that cause me to, in my stage right now, my stages right now, to think about what it is and what it isn't. Certain music that, that comes on or, uh, you know, sounds or, or imagery and things. A lot of people who are grieving find themselves removing the clothes, removing the belongings, removing the, the memories or things that a lot of that a person has to get rid of because if not, they will remain trapped in a loop. They will remain trapped in a loop of the past or trapped trying to comprehend death where it has already left their front door. Death has, is left now and is visiting the next person or people in life right now. It is, as we're still trying to tap death on the back of the shoulder and find out why. Who are you and what business do you have and what business did you have? Something. We feel so arrogant enough to question, to want an answer to, an answer for why. Explain yourself to me, you know. You don't know how many times uh, that I've sat and thought, makes sense to me. No amount of divination, no amount of, of readings, no amount of carpools, no amount of anything would ever, ever sit and tell me, like, yo, this is why. Outside, outside of just, it's none of your business. You have to experience something. This is what I do. This is, I am deaf. This is what I do, you know. You can choose to live presently and live, enjoy life as you have it 
or try to comprehend the incomprehensible. Try to wrap your mind around it all and lose glorious moments of your life being of no use to anyone trapped in a cycle of trying to understand why someone you loved left so soon. As if you are the timekeeper, as if you are the one who's, who's given life and, and you're the one who has a, a timeline of a person's life, their, their footsteps on earth, as if you are the one who decides when they, they come and go. If anything, all I have been faced with right now is an understanding that if I live true each and every day, when death comes, I can greet it with a smile. When death takes someone I love, I can grieve and still say with all that is incomprehensible I get it but I have to tell you in all honesty it is the death of children and younger people that gets me the hardest it really is and um oh I didn't want to make this extra sad but this is necessary and I find it so appropriate I find it so appropriate for Scorpio season. Uh, it's just, it makes so much sense. As what this has done for me is it has made me want to get closer to death and understanding death and grief. Um, I don't know. I think the older that I get, the more sensitive I'm becoming to a lot of things. And I think I'm, you know, growing up, obviously. <laughs> uh, but. This is uh, interesting in that in transformation and in these moments are some of the most powerful moments as well. Scorpio, the eighth house. Now, Scorpio for me rules my fourth house, and I also have Pluto there. I was born during when Pluto was in Scorpio, as a lot of us born in 88s in a certain era were born in. Uh, but in the traditional wheel, the eighth house is a huge space of power, huge space. Scorpio have, like Pisces, an untapped power. So many people are afraid of death and are afraid of the darker things, but Scorpio live there. Uh, they, they live there. And some, so many of them don't even realize it, but you may find Scorpio sometimes in their um, relationships or just in people, you may find that they are sometimes assuming the worst of a person. They are so close to the, to the depths and the dark parts, the, the scarier things, that they assume the worst. They assume that's where ulterior motives exist. That's the realm of psychology, that eighth house area, you know, it's... It's all the things that, if used appropriately, could transform and use inappropriately. Uh, I'm sorry, use appropriately could enlighten and use inappropriately can, can also transform. But both could also go towards 
a a pleasant space. It's just that one is a bit more preferred than the other. But Scorpio have an immense level of um seeing seeing the depths of a person out. For me, uh, as you know, I usually give my 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 um my big three. <laughs> um, and the more I learn, the more I just you know it's interesting. But as you know, Pisces Sun, Leo rising, and Sag Moon, Vedic um Aquarius Sun, uh, <laughs> Cancer rising, and Sag Moon. And I, I would get into my progress charts and all that stuff, but ain't nobody got time for that right now. And I just don't feel like it. <laughs> but Scorpio, my lovely Scorpio, you know, there is a reason why I avoid Scorpio. Uh, I only have, I say, I have less than five in my life. Shout out to all my Scorpio that, whose names start with a K, by the way, because that's all the Scorpio that I know. <laughs> uh, my mother, <laughs> Kendra and Kat. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, you're the, you're the good ones. And then there's a couple others uh, that we, we have somewhat of a relationship with. Oh my God, Brian, how did I forget Brian? <laughs> um, I, I tell you, I have less than five that I know that I'm close to that are on my hands is less than five. And that's how Scorpio roll. Scorpio, they, it's just like quality over quantity. They don't have a lot of people in their lives. You know, they are, they, they low key. A highly low key. That's just their nature. Don't shame them for it. Don't guilt them for it. Don't try to psychoanalyze them to death for it because it's not going to work. Scorpio understand because they can see into the darks, the depths of a, of a person that not everyone is well intended. Not everyone is healthy. And they even know this about themselves. So they, like the cancer, like to uh, protect and insulate themselves behind their homes. And they're not out. They're not social. They're not social media present like that. They're just, they're very low key. And I respect that with them. There was a point where I'm like, like, why are you so, my mother's a Scorpio. I got it. That's, that was my, my upbringing. It was pretty private. And so I get it, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, Scorpio, when, whenever we link up, there is this, this unspoken darkness connection. And I don't mean to even say that, but it's just the truth. There is an unspoken connection that we share. There is an unspoken, we have an unspoken language. Uh, this unspoken analytical, it's just something natural. There is a, a natural reading of one another. There is a natural, we read each other's minds. It's strange. It's very strange. There is a, just an interesting thing there. But uh, I do avoid, I do avoid Scorpio for that reason. But um, <laughs> I love them to death. We laugh at the, the same jokes. We envision jokes the same. There is just a, there is something very precious about my relationships with my Scorpio. I take them seriously as well because I understand the importance of loyalty. Well, their importance of loyalty. And what that means. Now, of course, I'm going to get into all the glorious attributes of the Scorpio as well as the unpleasant ones. <laughs> I got to. I got to. I know this is Scorpio season. Now, here's the here's a kicker with y'all. Because it is the season of secrets, I'm not going to reveal all of your secrets. I'm only going to say a couple things because if I because I know you so well, I would never want you out there and expose. Scorpio, even when we were having our worst arguments will keep your secrets. And I respect them for that. 
They are not going to tell your business. Now, in arguments, they will go in for the kill. They will sever you into pieces. You know, I talked about that Telson in the very beginning of this episode. They had that stinger. Yeah, they know how to sting you, paralyze you, and rip you to shreds with their, they can kill you with their words. Yo, when I tell you they can read you to death, ah, you have never been read by any, like you thought a Gemini, nah, Gemini's, mm-mm, nah, Scorpio, they take, they take the, they, they peak. They are the ones that stand at the top of the mountain with the, uh, with the words. They can, and they know how to don't don't even bother but um scorpio are you guys are you guys are quality people and i find the reason the other part is that like i said the darkest part is that i find myself wanting to do crime with you guys (laughs) like genuinely some bonnie and clyde shit and i think that's probably why like there is such a deep darkness between us two (laughs) i'm like yo i can't like i can't i I love how I love how you just you just don't care. And there is no hesitation for you to go that low. Scorpio can go low. Not necessarily, well, I mean, they can go they can go low when you um piss them off. They when they when you go low, they go to hell. Yeah, they can, they can. But I'm talking about just in other ways. So and this is all part of just that that shadow world and that the deep abyssal pelagic layer of the ocean with that just unknown. They can go, you may find them even in mortuary sciences, you may find them even being psychologists, you may find them, oh uh, my God, in super, uh, what is it called? Um, super highly investigative things. You'll find them there, you'll find them what else? God, mental things, processing, like money, accounting. Again, that's that rules, shared resources, doing financial accounting or, you know, stuff like that. Um, what else? Oh, my God. There's shit. Even sketchy practices. That's another thing. Shady business, questionable integrity things. You know, that's there's no shame in that. And that's why they're they're selective with who they let in because they know that not everyone can can stay strong under pressure. Scorpio won't crack under pressure. So because they are able to do all the shady things, and even if they don't get away with it, it's like, all right, I know what this was. Hey, I know what it was. They don't let everyone in. So, you know. I can trust a Scorpio to confirm anything um, like secret investigative type of thing. Scorpio told me I was being cheated on, helped me figure it out and everything. Like, listen, we, we work hand in hand. They will, they will tell you some things, man. Mercury and Scorpio, man, oh man. Like I said, they will just tell it all. But their privacy is their, it's probably one of their totems. They're just... I don't know if their privacy is deeper or much closer to them than cancers. I would say the same, the level of intensity of, of their need for privacy and just solitude. They do have people around. No, I'm not going to say solitude because they, they do like to converse and they do like to socialize with some people almost consistently all day, every day. But it's about quality. 
quality and who fits their it fits for them their loyalty is crazy they will they will give a lot they're very generous and i think many people don't understand this about scorpio some of you who have been burnt by scorpio may not have ever gotten that close to to learn their generosity now being that they are generous the more imbalanced part of them which speaks to their ability to delegate and to wield their authority sometimes can can flip to control whereas they use their generosity to control a person that is more of their un their imbalance or more of the unevolved scorpio expressions they will use money to manipulate you or to control you or to keep you close to them so if they're like yo i gave you this and you can't do this for me you know da, da, da. That's a that's a thing. Uh, some Scorpio have understood that sometimes money and how safety, how much safety you can provide or food, clothing and shelter may not always be enough for. To excuse certain things and certain behaviors and certain actions that that Scorpio may may um, participate in or do. That's a whole nother conversation, but there are times when those things happen. Yeah, but their privacy is a is a big thing. I love the nerdy Scorpios. Their magnetism is, is, is a thing. They, they can have eye sex, meaning like they don't even have to. Scorpio people don't need to do all the extravagant poses and all of that. They don't need that. They have just this natural allure. It just shows up where they can just be standing there looking completely clueless and just will be sexy. Not on purpose. It's just what they do. It's just how they operate. I've noticed that they, they tend to be a bit superficial sometimes, the male and the female. <laughs> you know, the, the male Scorpio will want this, this beautiful woman on their side. They want this beautiful woman and they just, you know, model-esque. It has to be, you, you know, they got to look like this and they got to arm candy type of thing. And they'll probably financially support them and everything. And whatever. The women will do the same. Sometimes the now the women tend to be a little more along the Pisces end of delusional when it comes to fantasizing. We fantasize the same or similar. The difference between the two is I find that sometimes a Scorpio will plan their future with someone they just met <laughs> or slept with for the first time. I'm like, that person's the one, you know, that's you're the one. And they're like, nah, we were just, I just liked the fact that you are just that strongly, you have a strong magnetism and I like that about you and you just pull me into you. Cool. And I just wanted you for the moment and that was it. You're gorgeous. All right. And then after that truth comes out and they want to just grab a doll and start sticking pins in it, you know, <laughs> but yeah, the women and the men, like they, they tend to have this thing where. It's like, oh my gosh, you got to be beautiful. And in moments when you, they might land that person and they see that person's humanity, they may get all like, oh, you're ugly. Maybe they date someone and they find a corner on their toe. It just completely destroys their fantasy. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's really funny. But <laughs> oh, don't ignore Scorpio. I know this firsthand. 
if you're if you are any of the, my personal Scorpio in my circle who are listening to this, I apologize again. OK. All right. Y'all are more than understanding, more than accommodating. You understand that if I just communicate to you, you're going to you're going to let me go. You're going to let me live. But I made a mistake some time ago when I was dealing with a lot in about April or May, I was going through this massive upheaval of just my relationships. I just ignored a bunch of people and was like, leave me alone while I process and spend time with myself and recharge. I happened to ignore a good Scorpio and that didn't go too well for me. So don't ignore them. You don't want to see another side of them. You just don't. Just reply, say something, or it, just, it will just go downhill from there. Don't leave them in the dark because, again, even though that is their territory, it does not mean that they forget that they're in the dark and they can't see. So that's when thoughts begin coming up. That's when they begin thinking the worst and, well, what's wrong and, and why did it, you know. Don't ignore your Scorpio. They hate to be ignored. They hate to feel ignored. They will kill you if you ignore them. So, uh, again, take, my, take heed for that, please. Just, just don't. Um, yeah, I just, I want to get into just a little, a couple, a couple other things. I want to talk about when it comes to Scorpio, the mind games. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Just, I love you all. I promise you. We got to talk, uh, let me not make it all about Scorpio because y'all may start to get hot behind the ears and start to get a little, the little hot forehead and get a little nervous. <laughs> so listen, any of you who are in Scorpio season right now, who's beginning to feel this, okay, let's have a conversation about it. We're going to talk about mind games and we're going to talk about calculated, calculative behavior. All right. I know, I know. Sometimes Scorpio energy, or if you're operating in that, or if you have heavy Scorpio placements, you may find yourselves calculating yourselves into a life of pain and suffering. I'm sorry, but the problem with this is that with Scorpio, because they have that Pluto and that Mars, Mars is a sharpshooter, okay? Mars is sharp. So there is a tendency to always think long term with this war uh, martial energy, that, uh, that tendency to think succinctly and to move in a way, in a structure that is, that is Martian. That's a, it's, it's just a thing that you do, right? However, sometimes you may calculate relationships and be a bit too calculated and it could turn relationships sour when those who are sensitive enough can pick up on it and if you are a strong proponent of being of people being real with you then you must give that in return for a healthy relationship you keep a person around because you know they can be useful to you but may not always realize that that person wants to be around you too and has a choice. So because they have a choice, some of them are equally as aware when they are um, in the crosshairs <laughs> of your 
Martian uh, gun. <laughs> okay? You, you get me? So be careful with that. Be careful with that. Don't stage things and ask certain questions and things to get something out when you can just be more direct. We know that Mars energy can be a bit more of a cold, calculate, calculated killer. You don't need to be that way when you're around those who are choosing to be open to you. It's not necessary. So this is more so for the unevolved Scorpio. Not for the evolved Scorpio, this is not a problem. Um, <laughs> and the mind games, yes, that comes with your, the, the test of, of the, the, the uh, loyalty test. Where, you know, you do, the, you do the loyalty test where you see who can I test to see is, is really true to me or really loyal to me. Also keep in mind that the more of those tests you perform can indicate your level of lack of trust. And that can be picked up on as well when you have others who can, who can read and feel, you know. That is probably one of your biggest, biggest challenges as, as, a, as, a, as a Mars and Pluto-owned sign. Pluto wants to change. Pluto wants to break down. And, and, but Mars wants to figure out the best way to do it. Sometimes Pluto can, can be a bit stronger than Mars and consume it and everyone else around it. And you're like, whoa, you know. <laughs> I had a, um, a Scorpio boss when I was working in accounting. I was working for Subaru some years ago. And I was uh, working, I was doing drafting. I was drafting checks and I had a, a Scorpio a manager. Her name was Trish. And when I tell you uh, an underrated quality of you, Scorpio, is your minds. Again, this is the sharpshooting mind of Mars. You are so excellent at the details of things. You can be so excellent at analyzation and observing things. She was able to give me beautiful visuals of the process of how cars arrived from Japan to the ports, how they are assigned, how they're split up according to which region. She could show me on these, um, I forget the names of the sheets, but she could show me which ones had certain, uh, certain ve which vehicles had certain special features if they were fully loaded or not based upon the VIN number or the prefixes of the VIN numbers. And she was giving me all this information and she would tell me, when you take my position, when you take my spot, when you, and I'm just like, uh-uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big, that's a major role. Like I'm not, mm -mm. but I, she was so good at, explaining things i think gemini are gemini aquarians and scorpios are probably my my best did i say aquarius yeah gemini aquarians and scorpio are i think would be my best teachers in mental matters and understanding things i have another scorpio um mentor or i you know i don't like the term mentor but you know whatever brevity um, he's given me, he's given me insight about marketing and he's just, he explains things and he communicates well, like his, his words can, 
oh man, if I could, I have a visual of him, but I don't want to, he's just, he's great with speaking, but he's another Scorpio and he gives me all, he gives me all the right imagery and the right things to, to place into my work as I'm working with, as I'm working with this foundation. He gives me great information as an organization, working with his organization rather, I'm sorry. But um, he's another one. Scorpio, you have a huge untapped realm of power, of even intuitive or psychic abilities and things like that. Many of you are highly intuitive. Many of you have such deep dreams. Some of you, my parents, Scorpio and Pisces, would dream together. Uh, <laughs> had dreams together, same dream together. Would get visuals and would warn us about things together, not together, but my mother would warn me of things and don't get too close to this person and send me, give me warnings and was right. That person's not your friend, was right. You know, hey, uh, yeah, Scorpio can be pimps too if they wanted to. If they wanted to be pimps, they could. I keep thinking of Chris Jenner, but. Aquarians as well. Aquarians are, I've already said this about Aquarians. They're pimps, but it's a different type of pimp. Scorpio pimps, there's, I mean, there's different layers to it, but I found consistently with Scorpio, they care about presentation in their pimpery or as, as the madam and the, the pimped. It's, it's about presentation. Make it look sexy. Aquarians are about utility and functionality. So Aquarians are like, all right, We'll just, we're not going to call it pimpery. We're going to call this something else. And what can you do? Yeah, you might look a mess, but it looks like you know how to, you know how to fix cars. But you can also, you can also be, you can also be the hoe. You can be the pimp. There's so much utility that is in you that still functions. I can still use you as the, as the, as the hoe, but we're building a society here. So use your, use your, your other gifts and use these gifts for, for, for the group. <laughs> you know, like Aquarians have a, have a reason and a science behind their pimpery. As, whereas Scorpio, Scorpio pimps are like, we about that money. And if we got to do some sketchy stuff to get to the, to the bag, 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 then hey, but keep it sexy. You know, that's a, that's a Scorpio. You know, and then they, of course, they level up and then it gets really interesting and they get real grand and, and all that stuff. But a Scorpio, when they make their money, it's so funny. <laughs> they, oh, and they feel themselves, man, they're supposed to have money. <laughs> highly faithful. You don't have to worry about infidelity. And they're highly sensitive. And they're big babies. And so give some love to our Scorpio today and have a lovely Scorpio season. I'm out. <laughs> Until such time. Peace.